Today we're going to talk about the comments made by Bernie Sanders. Overall, if you didn't watch it, you didn't miss too much, but it's kind of funny how they just were so tacky with the, you I mean, you could hear people that were off. Good evening. Our great nation is now living in an unprecedented moment. We're facing the worst public health crisis in 100 years and the worst economic collapse since the Great Depression. Okay, I mean, those stipulations are arguable. Yeah, it's, it's not bad, but it's, don't think that it's like we're not in a Great Depression like the 1920s. I mean, the charts may look like it, but the charts are back up to where they were before this micro-recession, as I you know you could call it. I mean, some analysts might say, oh, I mean, a depression that lasts for a month isn't as bad. We are confronting systemic racism. Okay, this is a kind of a biased, something that comes from the Democrats. They want everybody to think that there's this systemic racism that all of a sudden, this year, the year 2020, is when we're all of a sudden faced as if it didn't exist before. It's just kind of case in point how they're politicizing specific things. And the enormous threat to our planet of climate change. I mean, at least climate change they've been talking about for long. How dare you continue to look away? And in the midst of all of this, we have a president who is not only incapable of addressing these crises, but is leading us down the path of authoritarianism. Okay, interesting claims. Uh, first of all, climate change is a huge issue. It's a global issue, and it's not something that one president is going to conquer. This is all wrong. Four years or eight years in term. I mean, it's like, it's like okay, you're blaming. I mean, okay, could he potentially do more? Yeah, but you know what? The guy's pretty busy. Could he do more? Sure. All right. Okay, good old trusty Google says authoritarianism, the definition is the enforcement or advocacy of strict obedience to authority at the expense of... Okay, it'll be interesting to see where he goes with that one. I mean, is he talking about the mask mandates that he didn't make nationwide? Because the mask mandate seems like that would be authoritarianism. We sacrifice our personal freedoms to strict obedience with enforcement. This election is the most important in the modern history of this country. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, it's likely true. Obviously, it's the most important one right now. I mean, we're just glad Bernie didn't get elected because then... And Bernie Sanders plans to mobilize the left. Okay, I'm not going to play this whole speech because a lot of it is just kind of fluffy. Like, he's talking about, okay, we need this whole big... Okay, he's talking to all the people about, hey, thanks for supporting my campaign. And then next, of course, like all the other Democrats... Showing that all of us, black and white... Latino, Native American, Asian American, gay and straight, 
native born and immigrant. How are we going to get rid of racism and stop talking about it? Okay, we're going to try to mention every possible minority or group or segment or label of people that we can put on here because if we mention them, maybe they'll vote for us as if we're like, hey, you are special. Please vote for us because we called your minority out by name. I don't know why they feel like they have to do that. Yearn for a nation based on the principles of justice, love, and compassion. Do you know what I haven't heard anybody talk about yet? The riots. You want to talk about love and compassion? It's almost like they ignore that the riots. Or what about all the murderers in Chicago? All these cities have all these problems. I mean, they really go for this. Hey, we're, we are the loving party. We are the inclusive party. Everybody. And we're going to fight for you and all the justice. Our campaign ended several months ago. Truth. But our movement continues and is getting stronger every day. Questionable. Many of the ideas we fought for that just a few years ago were considered radical are now mainstream. Wait, that were considered radical? No, you're still pretty much the most radical leftist in the whole Democratic Party, Bernie. But let us be clear. If Donald Trump is reelected, all the progress we have made will be in jeopardy. What are you talking about? What progress? Are they going to go talk to Alex Trebek? During this president's term, the unthinkable has become normal. He has tried to prevent people from voting. What? No, that's not true at all. He's trying to prevent fraudulent voting, meaning he wants to win fair and square. The issue is with the COVID problem, people are at home and supposedly can't make it out. And so the Democrats are trying to make it so everybody can have a mail-in ballot. Well, the mail-in ballot system isn't that great, especially in these states that are supposedly supposed to start it up anew. I mean, it's like that, you know, when you go to, to take a credit card and you swipe and they're like, okay, let's print it out and you have to sign this. I mean, who verifies that signature? Really, how secure is the whole signature thing? If they send you a ballot in the mail and they say, okay, put your vote on here and then sign it. Oh, and then we're, then we're going to check your signature based on some record. I don't know. You know how it works better than I do, I'm sure. But the signature, I mean, how do you ensure that the people who get the ballot are U.S. citizens? I mean, what do they have to do? Do they have to go online to register? If they have to go online to register, why don't they just vote online? Why can't they verify their identity online? Why can't you post their vote up on a website and have it to where they can log in and check to see if their vote was counted or not? I mean, I get you don't want to be able to let people to change their vote after the fact, but at least you can record if their vote has been changed. The problem with the mail-in ballots is that it's a corruptible system. And perhaps only potentially corruptible, but if the mail carrier all of a sudden gets a hundred ballots, you know, for especially if it's all voted for one particular person and they're not postmarked, like they're are they supposed to count those? Where did those come from? Why aren't they postmarked? Are they valid? How do we verify that? It's a very small window of time to be able to verify that. 
And all of a sudden, these states who have never done mail-in voting before are supposed to implement it overnight. I mean, over a, a few weeks. And the reason that the post office is a big issue, because the post office is not very good at what they do. I'm sorry if you work for the post office. It's not your fault. It's probably the lack of funding. Or, I mean, I don't even know why we have to be funding anything that doesn't really work that well. I feel like the public would pay for a good service. I mean, if you need to raise your prices to be competitive with other carriers, then do that. But, I mean, Trump is right. If... if the USPS is delivering packages at a great deal for Amazon and they're not making a very good profit. It's like, why are you doing that? If they were a business, they would be completely out of business. Raise your prices if you need to. I mean, I can see the other side of the, the coin too. Okay, not everybody gets access to FedEx or UPS or DHL or whatever. And there's some outlying regions that only the USPS gets to. I get that. Like, there are extenuating circumstances and reasons to keep them in service. But what is the cost of that? And can we trust a system that doesn't work great to handle our elections? Undermine the U.S. Postal Service. I mean, Bernie says undermine the Postal Service. No, the Postal Service was broken. It's been broken for decades He's just pointing that out and saying, hey, do we really want this? I mean, really, I don't get why. I mean, he's trying to fight the fraud of mail-in voting. I mean, they railed on him for not stopping the Russians for interfering in the last election. And now he's trying to prevent interference with a system that hasn't worked great in the past. And they're railing on him for it? Like, you can't win. Oh, it's probably because you're president. You can't win. They're, I mean, it's ridiculous. Deployed the military and federal agents against peaceful protesters. Okay, there it is again. Peaceful protesters. No, it's not peaceful protesters. It's people who are going out and looting and rioting. It's the only reason he has to deploy anybody is because the Democratic mayors, the Democratic leadership of these cities won't enforce the laws. It's almost like they want to cause chaos so that they can point the finger at President Trump saying, oh, it's the reason he's causing a division in the country that these mamby-pambies are going out and destroying our cities. Um, no. I think there should be an investigation on if it is Antifa, if it is a group that is being paid to go out and cause chaos in these streets. Why now? Why this year? Why are there all of a sudden these riots and this contention in these cities? Why are these Democratic leaders not enforcing the laws in these cities? Seattle, Portland, Washington, D.C. These so-called peaceful protesters were destroying public property. I mean, they threw things and smashed the windows of this church that Trump so famously stood in front of, and the Veterans Affairs office that's right next door. Like, what did they ever do to you? Oh, they fought for you and gave you the freedom so that you can peacefully protest. I've been there. I've seen it. It wasn't really covered in the media. All anybody was focused on was Trump holding up a Bible in front of a church and calling him names for doing so. Like, oh, it's so bad to hold up a Bible. Really? 
your so-called peaceful protesters just smashed out the windows of a public building. And now you're going to complain that tear gas was used against them to move them out of the crowd because the president was coming through? Like, whose side are you really on? Are you trying to get more people to riot, to vandalize, to cause unrest? Threaten to delay the election. Uh, though I don't necessarily agree with delaying the election, I think it's worth asking. It's worth questioning whether that is even feasible. But instead of them saying, oh, Trump brought it up as a possible topic, they're like, oh, he's threatening to delay the election. What a terrible person. And suggested that he will not leave office if he loses. Okay, that's a joke, Bernie. I mean, if it's not a joke, hey, I'll come back and apologize. But really, like, Trump says a lot of crap. That's just what he does. And he gives them stuff to talk about. This is not normal. And we must never treat it like it is. That's okay. We don't need another normal puppet in office. Under this administration, authoritarianism has taken root in our country. Okay, he made the claim again. Let's see if he can back it up. I and my family and many of yours know the insidious way authoritarianism destroys democracy, decency, and humanity. I mean, he has a good point. If there is possibly a way that the president could be total authoritarian, then it would be bad. I mean, we have checks and balances in place to prevent that from happening. Did he abolish any of those? As long as I am here, I will work with progressives, with moderates, and yes, with conservatives to preserve this nation from a threat that so many of our heroes fought and died to defeat. I mean, that's good. I appreciate you working with people to accomplish the things that need to be accomplished. This president is not just a threat to our democracy, but by rejecting science, he has put our lives and health in jeopardy. Okay, here it is. Here he transitions from Trump ignoring the science. They call it science, but it's really speculation. I can't tell you how many times that I've heard researchers say, well, we really don't know. Well, it's not conclusive evidence, but we think everybody should wear a mask to protect themselves. And then later, I mean, weeks later, well, I guess it's scientifically proven that masks don't really protect yourselves, but they protect other people. Oh, because of the, the liquid, oh, the virus is small, but oh, the liquid, the, the liquid from your mouth can hold the virus and potentially infect other people, maybe even if they don't have symptoms, but we're not sure, but we think that maybe that's true. Was this the science you were talking about? I mean, Trump saw the threat and he stopped travel from China. He saw that they had a situation that they weren't being completely transparent about and said, okay, no more travel from China. Before any Democrat did or said anything to prevent this virus from coming over. Trump has attacked doctors and scientists trying to protect us from the pandemic. Okay, perhaps he's attacked the doctors who don't know what they're talking about. I mean, talking about attacking doctors. They're the panel of doctors that came out and said, hey, look, hydroxychloroquine, hydrocortisone with zinc, you know, has worked well 100% for all my 300 patients. 
And yet, who is attacking them? Who is taking those posts off of social media? Hydroxychloroquine has been proven as an effective treatment and preventative treatment for COVID-19. Why is everybody ignoring that? I say if the previous is called science, where, well, we don't know, but we think that this would help prevent, you know, blah, 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 then this other thing, hydroxychloroquine, that has so far statistically been proven extremely effective when you do this zinc in an antiviral, how is that science any less than the other science? Isn't there a double standard here? They're saying, well, he's ignoring doctors. Well, maybe he's just listening to different doctors or different censorship than you're listening to. While refusing to take strong action to produce the masks, gowns, and gloves our healthcare workers desperately need. Okay, this is just completely false. Do you... You can go look at all the things he did to help increase the production of ventilators and of masks and of protective equipment. I mean, the media was out here telling people at the beginning of this whole thing, no, we don't want you to go out and buy masks. We want to save that for the medical workers. And then you wonder why people were confused on whether or not they needed to have a mask or not. The thing is, none of the Democrats did anything differently. I mean, it's possible that a few Democrats maybe made some statements, but nobody really knew what was coming or the long-term effect that this would have. And it likely would have been just as bad if there were a Democrat president in leadership. Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Trump golfs. Okay, he's, he's trying to make a political statement that... What? What are you trying to say? You don't know how to golf, Bernie? Maybe he's trying to be funny, but since he doesn't have an audience to laugh, it comes across as kind of dumb. Mike, are you trying to say that exercise is bad? Or that as a president, you shouldn't exercise? Like, do you have any idea what kind of hours this 70-something-year-old president keeps? Are you saying that you, Bernie Sanders... Don't ever play golf. You don't go outside. You, what is it you're trying to say? It's crap like this that is just stupid. It's just you say something stupid as if it's supposed to mean something, but you don't say what it's meaning because you want to be nice because you're a Democrat or what? I mean, is it just passive aggressiveness? His actions fanned this pandemic, resulting in over 170,000 deaths and a nation still unprepared to protect its people. You know, there's always going to be retrospective ways that things could have, be, that could have been done better. The, the problem is, is that the left or the Bernie thinks that, oh, we should have, I don't know what, he doesn't really say exactly what should have been done, probably because he doesn't want to be scrutinized for that, but what is he suggesting should be done more? That we take everybody's freedoms and declare martial law and say nobody can leave their house anytime ever for the next six months? I mean, first it was 15 days, and now we're going on six months. Like, what do you expect people to be doing? I mean, I saw this post today that said, the flu without a vaccine is more deadly than COVID-19 without a vaccine. Okay, calling on all fact checkers, 
check that fact. I mean, we don't have a vaccine. The vaccine that they have barely works. And their testing is ridiculous. What is it, 40% effective? How many false positives and false negatives do we have? This asymptomatic spread, is it really asymptomatic or is it just a bad test? I mean, we know so much more about this virus than we did in the beginning months, and they're criticizing him for the beginning months of his inaction when we didn't have the data. I mean, if you make policies based on bad data or no data, they're not good policies, for the most part. So they criticize him for not doing something but they never really say what should have been done. Furthermore, Trump's negligence has exacerbated the economic crisis we are now experiencing. Oh, really? Tell me more. Since this pandemic began, over 30 million people have lost their jobs. Okay, why? Because you wanted to shut everything down? Because, because of the virus, everybody suggested that we shut everything down. So it's like you're blaming Trump for inaction, but suggesting that the action that you would have suggested earlier and longer would have made it so the economy isn't worse? I mean, how is this not Trump's fault? Is there any scenario of COVID-19 being not Trump's fault? I mean, was it Franklin Roosevelt's fault that we got into World War II? And many have lost their health insurance. Okay, really, whose fault is that? Millions of working families are wondering how they will feed their kids. And they're worried that they will be evicted from their homes. And how has Trump responded? Instead of maintaining the $600 a week unemployment supplement that workers were receiving, and the $1,200 emergency checks that many of you received. Instead of helping small businesses, Trump concocted fraudulent executive orders that do virtually nothing to address the crisis while threatening the very future of Social Security and Medicare. Oh boy, there's a lot to unpack there. First of all, the $600 on top of unemployment benefits, by the way, without verification of who they were, millions of dollars lost to a scam in Africa, a lot of these unemployed workers were making more on unemployment than they were working their jobs. And yet the Democrats think that's okay? You think it's good to, to incentivize people not to work? because they're making more money off unemployment than going to work? Okay, I want you to understand the difference between the things that the Democrats are preaching versus the Republicans are preaching. Listen, listen to this next clip. Too many hardworking families have been caught on an economic treadmill with no hope of ever getting ahead. See, they're playing the victimization card. Oh, you poor people, you're in such a terrible state. There's nothing you can do for yourself. The government, we will come and help you and save you. Together, we must build a nation that is more equitable, more compassionate, and more inclusive. Essentially, we, the government, will save you. Vote for us. I know that Joe Biden will begin that fight on day one. Following orders from... 
His boss, I guess his new boss is Bernie Sanders. Can you believe that? Okay, now we're going to get the exact details of what Bernie thinks Joe is going to do. Joe supports raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Okay, the problem with that is those business owners who can't afford to pay their employees $15 an hour are going to have to fire a percentage of their employees in order to keep their business open. It just doesn't work. This is just another thing that it's an ideology. It it sounds really good to you. If somebody says, hey, I'm going to pay you more money, you think, oh, great. But what they don't tell you is that, hey, if you've been here for less than a year, you lose your job. This will give 40 million workers a pay raise. And make 5 million workers not have a job anymore. Does that really fix the problem, Bernie? And push the wage scale up for everyone else. Thus increasing inflation, and so everybody's back to what they were making in the first place. Joe will also make it easier for workers to join unions, create 12 weeks of paid family leave. Okay, who's going to pay for that? 12 weeks of paid family leave? Could you imagine? I mean, let's say you run a business, and these employees that you have, all of a sudden, they start on day one. Are they making the employer pay them for 12 weeks of paid family leave? I mean, most jobs, you start a decent job and they say, okay, your first year, you'll get two weeks of paid vacation accrued X amount per month or per pay period. And then once you've reached your second year, you get two and a half weeks. Once you get 10 years, you get four weeks of paid vacation off. You know, that kind of incentivization is smart for a business because it helps promote loyalty to a company. I mean, even if the government does step in and say, oh, the government's going to pay for that, that means the taxpayers are going to have to pay for it, which means you now have to pay higher taxes so that everybody who gets a job gets 12 weeks of paid family vacation. I mean, what prevents a, an employee from going to a company and say, you know, working for two weeks and then be like, oh, I want my 12 weeks of vacation because of X, Y, Z. And then they quit and they go to another company and work for two weeks. Oh, I want my 12 weeks of vacation. I mean, free money. But guess what? There's no such thing as free money as the taxpayers that are paying for it, which means it just penalizes people for working. I mean, no wonder this party sounds so great to all these young people who have no idea how things work. The money doesn't just get printed and hand out without any sort of repercussions. Fund universal pre-K for three and four-year-olds and make child care affordable for millions of families. I mean, sounds good, but who's going to pay for it? I mean, it, it eventually has to come from everybody gets taxed so that the people who have children get free child care. I mean, is that really fair? It sounds great if you have a child, if you're in that demographic, but is it fair to those who don't? Joe will rebuild our crumbling infrastructure. I mean, I agree in that. Government should be helping build the infrastructure. And fight the threat of climate change by transitioning us to 100% clean electricity over the next 15 years. Okay, one term of the presidency is four years. Two terms is eight years, which is the max. And he's saying for 15 years? I mean, legislation that can't be changed? I don't know. It, okay. These initiatives will create millions of good-paying jobs all across our country. As you know, we are the only industrialized nation not to guarantee health care 
for all people. Okay, fact checkers. I mean, is that true? I guess it depends on your definition of industrialized nation. While Joe and I disagree on the best path to get universal coverage, he has a plan that will greatly expand health care and cut the cost of prescription drugs. Okay, that's great. Trump has already done that. I, you can do it more. I mean, you can cut it more, I suppose. You haven't actually said how you're going to do that, but sure, promises. Further, he will lower the eligibility age of Medicare from 65 down to 60. Okay, how are you going to pay for it? To help reform our broken criminal justice system, Joe will end private prisons and detention centers, cash bail, and the school-to-prison pipeline. And to heal the soul of our nation, Joe Biden will end the hate and division Trump has created. I mean, that's just a laugh. Like, okay, who is not even talking about the riots? Who is allowing their Democratic leaders to just let chaos reign? Come on, give me a break. I mean, if I had a nickel for every time anyone blamed Trump, I would probably be as rich as Trump. I don't know. Love him or hate him, Bernie. He's a little bit out there. His policies probably won't work. They may help a bunch of people, but at the expense of a lot of people. I just don't think his policies are going to work. But I will give him something. He's a good speaker. I like his enthusiasm. The future of our democracy is at stake. The future of our economy is at stake. There's a lot at stake in this election. Ultimately, the choice is up to you. But if you're going to vote for Joe, I'm going to leave you with one last quote just to think about for a second. 59% Rasmussen report. Likely voters believe Biden's vice presidential choice will become president during the next four years. That's 49% of Democrats, 57% of independents. Yeah, there's a decent chance Joe's not going to survive a full term. So if, heaven forbid, he gets elected as president, we really need to take a long look at Kamala Harris and see what kind of a person she is. Anyway, that's all for now. See you next time.